hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome to the Riverdale Register. Wow. Yeah. No bits. No bits. No bits this week. No bits, just games. I don't know what that meant. I don't know. I don't... I never know, though, so... John, how are you doing? You seem a little hungover. <laughs> All due respect. Yes, it was my dear friend Jill's uh, birthday party Hi, last Jill. night. I don't think she listens to this. No, she 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 doesn't. That's uh, okay. But she she was part of the first group of Riverdale Wednesdays people. Remember yeah. we were watching at my house. Oh man, when you she had was a house. into this show back in the day, and yeah. just lost her pretty quickly. That's okay. That's okay. Well, Jill, we hope you have a very happy birthday. Um, John is now pumping himself full of liquid IV. Which I highly recommend, by the way. I not a brand sponsor. Not, <laughs> not a brand sponsor, but if they want to, I would. It's really like my sister got me into it, and it was just really like I was always like, oh no, it's like a hype thing. It's like not real, but no, like it's great. It's especially great if you bring it on hikes because it's like. Every, How often do you hike hungover? Well, no, you don't have to. You don't have to be hungover hiking. Oh, okay. Though I do think that helps probably. Like mm. if you're going to, you definitely need to bring the liquid IVs. But no, it's absolutely great. It's like, it hydrates you. It gives you back a little bit of that salty goodness. Salty goodness. Yeah. Has a strawberry flavor. Uh, Very flavorful. Very flavorful. It's a lot stronger than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's not like my favorite taste in the world, truly, which I think is what took me a little bit to get into it. But eventually you just get used to it and then it like dissipates and then you realize how good it makes you feel. You're going to feel so much better. (laughs) You're going to have such a good time. You know who's not feeling good this week? Literally anyone else on Everyone Riverdale. Everyone on Riverdale. Yeah, I actually really <laughs> struggled to actually sit down and watch this episode. I feel like, I I, I guess this season's kind of, I'm I'm really starting to feel the weight I always do. You know, at this point in the season where I'm like, ah. Uh, this is when it breaks, John. We're really, we're really spinning our wheels here. We're not really getting much done. And then I know a musical episode is like about to come. That's yeah. probably going to make me go, this is the best show that's right. ever existed. Well, I will say I have watched the next episode as well but it's not going to affect the conversation we have today because next week's episode spoiler alert kids is pretty much a bottle episode um i they they filmed it i believe out of order so there is a little bit of a weirdness that you'll see like where you're like certain characters should be having tough conversations with other characters that have not happened yet and yet it seems like they're enjoying like a meal together and it's all pleasant <laughs> but um but yeah no it, it's pretty fun tony's tony's less pregnant than when we last saw her <laughs> it's, it's very confusing very very confusing this episode was definitely spinning wheels a little bit yeah but i enjoyed it i thought it was really fun it also fucking terrified me like i unlocked a new fear with the trash drag killer that i didn't realize that i had so i'm very excited to get into it also no veronica this week yeah ever yeah i thought that was super weird um cole sprouse wasn't in the last two episodes he was (laughs) and if you thought he was going into danger last time you saw him nope he's fine no it turns out that um trucker is only one of her ride (laughs) yeah yeah we're gonna talk about that because that was weird um but i did think it was weird that camila mendes was not in the episode at all thought that was strange cole sprouse wasn't in it because basically every single episode of Riverdale that I can remember, we've had the four main cast. And ex- all four of them have a plot. Except for the last three episodes, where Cole is missing and Camilla's missing. Yeah, are they in every... 
episode? I'd have to check like IMDb trivia or I am something. almost positive that even if the characters aren't in the episode, that the actors are in the episode. Right, because they might be playing their own parents or Ex- something. Yeah, but I, I cannot recall a single time, and it could be wrong, but I can't recall a single time where they're completely missing. Yeah. Do you think Cole went off to like shoot something else? I'm almost positive he did, because there's a movie he's actually making with Lana Condor of uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before mm. fame, who I love, I love her. She and him are doing some sort of like rom-com or something. So I have a feeling, especially now knowing that they filmed oh. the season out of order... I'm pretty sure that's yeah, what happened. I think I think COVID season wise, Riverdale got hit way harder than a lot of other shows did. It feels like they've yeah. been they've been rendered a little bit inert by a lot of different uh, stuff going on behind the scenes with production. Yeah, I could see that for sure, and uh, I'm sure people are busy because a lot of movies got pushed, and then maybe things that there were like press tours and stuff too. Yeah, I bet things that weren't going to be a problem became a problem. Like, oh, yeah, of course we can film this movie and Riverdale, and then you commit to the movie and, you right. know. And who knows how long ago they actually shot this stuff, too. Right, we exactly. could gauge what's going on in the, t- in the world at that point. And I know, you know, I was talking to somebody else about this. I forget who. It definitely wasn't you, though. But You talked to other people about Riverdale? Riverdale? Well, it was super weird. It was, who was I talking about this with? And they made the point where it was like, yeah, they probably shot it separately, I think it was my friend Lauren, who definitely doesn't listen to this, but hi, Lauren, um, <laughs> that they shot it separately because maybe, um, you know, so like the main characters have different, four different plots. Yeah, detached, I watched the show. Detached from each other. Yeah. Have you heard of Riverdale? Yeah. And that the reason they might do it is because it's like, okay, KJ has to be in this episode and Cole has to be in this episode, but their times to be together just don't work. Oh, sure. You schedule wise if all four of them are in every scene of the episode that's a lot of work they all have to do a lot of hours of the day they spend on set well and also just like okay like cole has to be an episode kj has to be an episode their schedules to shoot are like opposite of each other Mm -hmm. so they might as well not be in the same scenes right this is actually a good tangent because we are talking about Riverdale. oh yeah no and sometimes (laughs) uh with like scheduling for episodes they'll They'll go on a tech scout to like look at locations and figure out how they're going to shoot that stuff, and they'll come back and go, "We have to change the whole schedule." Like the at the whole last thing minute, they'll different. be changing the schedule mid shoot with uh, with TV shows That's a lot fun. too. So. Are you guys a Warner Brothers show on Nickus? Uh, CBS. 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 But not... Icon. Oh, okay, you're right. It's very confusing with everybody owning everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner yeah. Brothers doesn't own CBS, or why did I think that? No, they don't. But CBS and Warner Brothers own the CW. Yeah, yeah. It's and then it's, does Viacom also now own the CW? No, There's just a, it was a weird marriage. Now they have this kid, right? The CW. <laughs> right. It was like strange. they're trying to co-parent it. Um, well, I forgot. The kids into weird stuff like Riverdale. <laughs> I don't know why this fun fact is coming into my brain. Maybe who said who's talking about this? How? So you know, Gossip Girl and Nine Hundred Two One Zero were on at the same time. But Gossip Girl was like a lot more salacious, I think, like than the than 90210 was. Like Gossip Girl, they could kind of get away with just like more stuff, and it was because like Gossip Girl was like a Warner Brothers thing, and 90210 was like a CBS 
and that was their studio. So like CBS had like different values for like the teen drama. Yeah. And like Warner Brothers was like, we don't care. Let them do all the things. That would make sense because the new Gossip Girl is HBO Max, which yeah. is all Warner Brothers stuff. Exactly. That's not, and the it's new not... 90210 is not on TV anymore. Oh, I love the 90210. No, 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 no. Not the, the new, new 90210. 90210. There's there are so many 90210s, Caitlin. There's at least three. I actually really loved all of them, but the the one BH 90210 was like the, the actors. The new one where, the, where they're playing, the, the actors are playing themselves who used yes. to be in the show, 90210. Yes. And the, and the 90210 reboot in this universe like does not exist. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. What missed opportunity, they though. They never mention it, and it's kind of obvious that it doesn't exist because nobody... It's They're acting like this is the first time. Because they were trying to do, like, a reboot. In the press, they also were acting like it was the first yeah. time. And they're like, okay, it was on for five seasons. Caitlin loved it. It was like, Caitlin's favorite show. Fuck that. Yeah, that was weird when Entertainment Tonight said it was Caitlin's favorite show. Fuck that, though. I know, it was weird. It was a little rude, yeah. I thought. But I, I like to feel seen. This uh, episode has a title, and you should tell us about it. Yeah, so this episode is called Night Gallery, which is a Rod Serling show. It's uh, Oh, the Twilight Zone guy. The Twilight Zone guy, yes. Um, But this one kind of focused more on, like, horror, the macabre, according to Wikipedia. (laughs) Oh, I can see why they would use it for Riverdale. Right, exactly. So obviously Twilight Zone is a big influence, I think, on Riverdale. This show is same thing. It's an anthology series, but it so it also makes sense format-wise because this episode is like three separate There's stories. There's a framing device for it. Yes. Yeah. It's very much a Tales from the Dark Side type episode of Riverdale. Exactly. I thought it worked. Um, I had episode segments that I preferred over others. <laughs> right. That's where I stand as well. The Rat King was a choice oh that's the one you don't you don't prefer yeah that, wait, which one do you prefer oh god um was that your favorite did i just I think i think it is did i yuck your yum it's okay so i heard that phrase i heard that phrase i don't like that phrase like, like three months ago and i've been using it ever since and every time i say it it always feels disgusting but i'm getting Keep using it. So it means to, you know, like shit on someone's parade. <laughs> I get what it means because I said, you said yum to something I said yuck to or vice versa. You know, vice versa. You said yum, the rat king. And I said yuck, the rat king. But. That was better than the other ones. Although I had oh, an epiphany while watching this episode. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh, well, I guess. In the comic strips, Archie would take on a random job every every week. Yeah. And so that is kind of adapting the source material when in That's the show, true. Archie takes on random jobs that he just drops later on. There was never carbon monoxide poisoning, though, in the Archie universe. A little dark. I'm also terrified of carbon monoxide poisoning. My parents really instilled the fear of many things in me growing up. Carbon monoxide was one of them. We will get there, but I will... I will share it then. This episode is written by James DeWill. He was also the director of Citizen Lodge. Oh. The writer-director. Uh, well, he doesn't. He didn't write the episode directed, but he's a writer who also directs episodes. So he directed Citizen Lodge. He directed Citizen Lodge. He wrote Killing Mr. Honey. Right. Okay, we talked about him. you know who him. directed Killing Mr. Honey? Matchin. Matchinomic. Yes. He directed this episode as well. Are they married? I don't think so. No, I think they, they, just, they, were... they just worked together well last time and wanted to do it again. I wonder who her husband is. <laughs> you want to look that up? Yeah. 
Okay, so imagine Amex's husband is David Alexis, who's just a person. I'm sure he has a job, but I cool. don't think he is. Yes. Yeah, I don't so know. So the mystery is solved. Matching yeah. can work with someone repeatedly and not be married to them. I just thought I'd be like, that would be weird. <laughs> you know, or like a fun fact, but uh-huh. I don't know. I guess this is bullshit. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, we have four four stories, three stories and a framing device. Huh. Right? Hmm. So we have, oh no, a framing device. Mining with no experience. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, in which Betty accomplishes nothing again. I'm... And, oh, hey, Jughead is back? <laughs> I think we should do the framing device because it frames the device. Okay. So Minerva returns to town and visits Cheryl, uh, who is pretending she never pivoted from art to the church. Right. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, church. No, my bit is art this season. <laughs> right, right. She does She does the paintings. Yes. She, she fakes her own paintings. Right, right. She Now that she's just making originals. Right. She finished a new series of paintings. And Minerva is is very clearly only interested in that because last time she was here, they threatened to sacrifice her to an elder god. Right. Yeah, I get that. I, I hate it when that happens to I me. I know. It's very awkward. Mm. Cheryl calls it her night gallery and shows off a piece based on Archie where he is shirtless with uh, miner's gear on. And Cheryl says, it's about a hero haunted by his past and plagued by the trauma of his present. Sure. I, I specifically wanted to pull this framing device out from the rest of the episode just to explore it as like two girls just walking down the hall together right, looking at right. paintings. Okay, what about the next one? <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Minerva says, her, says Cheryl's subject matter is more haunted than before. So it's a little awkward because Minerva met all these people at a key party. Yeah. Isn't that the guy I met at that key party? Right, right. Um, he, did he pose for this? <laughs> Do you have their permission to use their likenesses in this? Did they tell you this story after? I guess this is the one story that she is like an integral part of. But Cheryl is there for this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but she's not in the rest of them. Right. The, uh, the next ones, it's like, when did they have these conversations? Cheryl shows off one of Betty with a chainsaw. It says it's uh, wrestling with the question of who is the true monster the ghoul she's hunting or herself. I still think it's the ghoul she's hunting. Yeah, I think it's the it's the person who kills people on the road. Right, right. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. She yeah. didn't kill him. All, all the whole series is like, but is Betty the real monster? And no. the answer repeatedly is like, no, <laughs> no, the monsters are the real monsters. <laughs> the monsters are the serial killers that she's <laughs> tracking down. Uh, then, they, then they walk on to one of Jughead sitting on a throne with a crown and rats being around him. And this is insane. When did Cheryl learn this? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, she says it's about the stories we tell ourselves to survive and addiction. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about this one first. I've decided, okay. but yeah. Cool. You want? You, oh, you don't want to talk about the painting, though? Oh, no, no. The painting is... I also, I really... If the person who actually does those paintings, if they are a person that wants to be on a podcast, I would a thousand percent want them as a guest because... Mm. I have so many questions. It might just be someone from their art department, though. Okay, whoever's from the art department, I'm like looking into the microphone. I so said the microphone no. is the person. I know you're in there. I right know now. you're in there. It's like when you were a kid and you thought little people were like motorizing the radio. Did you ever believe that? No, no they're not. Okay, well here we I go. Got a lot is... of little people in my car. They do like a lot of great work with the Bluetooth. This is like the Easter Bunny all over again, John. God. <laughs> Wait, what about the Easter Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're nothing. We're fine. We're fine. You're safe. I really want to meet these 
art department folks who yeah. are they have a twisted twisted brain very much so except the next painting is really really nice uh cheryl takes minerva to one last painting which is of the two of them as psyche and cupid I would be so uncomfortable if someone did this, even so, if it was Cheryl. So just to be clear, Minerva goes to Cheryl's house and she's like, I don't like you anymore. Your family tried to <laughs> sacrifice me. And Cheryl's like, come look at these three paintings. Okay, so that that's sad minor. Girl with chainsaw. Kid on, yeah. a, kid on a rat throne. Come look at this painting of the two of us. Okay, now are you still scared of me and mad at me? Because I still like you. I feel like I would have maybe started with the, first, the last painting. <laughs> Just only do the last right, painting. Right, exactly. Maybe you don't tell about your friends and their trauma. Yeah. One of which is being uh, infected with rabies by right. a horde of rats. Right, right. And and, and still at the end of that, Minerva's like, listen, the only reason we can't do any of this is not because your grandma tried to sacrifice me. I have to go to South Africa. Sure. You're not going to be <laughs> on the goes, show anymore. Yeah, but like tomorrow? Yeah, all right. I can stay the night. And she just changes her mind completely from when she first entered. I mean, you know, people like weird stuff. Rat paintings. Uh, Cheryl. <laughs> I love Cheryl. I really do. I love Madeline Patch. Madeline Petch helped me go vegan. I watched her video on YouTube. On how to go vegan? Yeah. Well, I just watched her video of what she ate in a day. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want Madeline Petch to appreciate me. So that sounded crazy. I need you to appreciate yourself. Because <laughs> I don't know if Madeline Petch is ever going to send you that DM. She goes, hey, I appreciate you. No, I know. I was just like, you know. But she, you know, she made, me, she made it seem easier than I thought. So mm-hmm. I watch her videos all the time. I love her. That's all. So where would you like to go next? Mining with no experience, in which Betty accomplishes nothing, or, oh, hey, Jughead's back. Jughead, absolutely Jughead. Okay. So not only is Jughead fine, he's just back in Riverdale, like group therapy, didn't check in with a single person who knows (laughs) him or cares about him. Or he did, and it was all off screen. So it was not important. He tells everyone at group about how when he went to college, he was really bored. Because of Iowa, <laughs> wait, wait. he he wasn't like sad or depressed. He was just wait. I went to Iowa. All there is is corn. I love that they didn't have a backdrop of corn outside the window. They just had a painting <laughs> of a cornfield. I didn't realize that it would be boring in Iowa. <laughs> Did not see that oh. coming. So he focused on writing instead. He drink coffee during the day and switch to whiskey at night. He then mailed off uh, unsolicited manuscript pages to agents. He would do this. And one actually invites him to New York City to have a meeting. Sam Pansky, who I did not realize until now, spells Sam with two M's. Yeah. Does that mean anything? Do you think it's like a reference to anything? Oh, it might be. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is, actually. I don't want to go looking, though, because I feel like then Jughead wins. Yeah, you know Jughead, what I mean? yeah, Jughead becomes more successful the more we realize that like this guy is actually an homage to like a super famous literary agent or something. Yeah. Jughead sits down with this guy, and this guy's like, it's so nice to meet you. Here's some whiskey. It means I'm your agent now. Jughead's like, this is great. I'm a freshman in college and I have an agent and I'm yelling fuck off at the TV screen. I also just absolutely hate the fact that Jughead wins. Like, I, like you're right. Like, he, this, this happened to, like, Brett Easton Ellis, kind of. Like, his book, Lesson Zero. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Brett Easton Ellis' work right. and not online persona. <laughs> but huge fan of his work. Um... 
so I don't know. Maybe it's a reference to that. Because they also had the rules of attraction reference earlier this season. Well, Jughead, ex- Jughead exists in a different time period than everyone else, right? Right. I don't... His He exists in like the 40s. This agent, by the way, also feels like he exists somewhere else. <laughs> and yeah. I don't... I can't like place... This guy like... was like in the old Superman Richard Donner yeah, movies. <laughs> yeah. And like when he handed him the whiskey, I was like, oh, this is like a... He's like he's like a kind of guy who gets a scoop and then runs into a... Into a uh, coin-operated telephone to right, call somebody. Right. I found this new offer. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's going to change it all around. <laughs> this is our big break, baby. <laughs> He's fun. And then they make him the Rat King, and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so Jughead called Betty because... He's still not over her. That This made me quite sad. I can't believe it's like, what's Betty up to in college? Oh, well, my roommate's having sex, so I'm just outside <laughs> the door. Betty feels really healthy, though. Like, yeah, Betty she's like, fine. She's also, like, she's asking questions that are trying to divert it away from how he's clearly still obsessed right, with her. Right, exactly. Are your Iowa friends taking you out? You should go talk to them. <laughs> Why are you calling me? <laughs> Remember I cheated on you with your best friend? I'm not interested anymore. We're... Oh. We're not we're not together, Jughead. I do have to say, this really illuminated a lot for me about their relationship that I was not expecting. I didn't realize that clearly Jughead was in love with Betty still. And that sucks for him. Because eh. Betty hates him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she she's so done. Him. She's so done. Also, like, if he still felt that way, man, we should have really done something when... Archie and Betty were sleeping together earlier in the season. I don't think he ever found that out. Yeah, he never knew because he was living in the garage. Right, right. How could he have known? How could he have known? So he eventually moves to New York to that set (laughs) where he had writer's block and Jess got him mushrooms and the shrooms gave him the outcasts. And Sam reads the outcast. He's like, I'm telling you, kid, it's going to be a YA smash. And Jughead, a character who I thought would puke at the idea of writing a YA smash, goes, I love YA. Let's do it. (laughs) I know. I thought that was weird, too. I guess maybe because it's clearly supposed to be like a reference to the outsiders, and that's technically YA. But didn't you think that I thought it was going to be like Jughead going in and being like, no, 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 this book is an adult book. Yeah, Yeah. it's about teenagers, but it's really about the American dream. Right. And I was waiting for the speech, and instead he was like, I'm going to take this gift horse and just go with it yeah which is i think brave of him yeah i just thought he'd get a little cocky because it was all going so well for him well he i, I guess did. it wasn't going well because the writer's block but then i feel like it kind of did go well for him though because he got everything he wanted until his book was published and then he didn't have the second book yeah so <laughs> after that jess moved in uh but jughead couldn't stop thinking about betty oh this sucks <clears throat> for him he invited betty to his release party but the morning of, she told him he couldn't make it. So he got drunk before even going to the party to leave Betty that voicemail, which they reenacted the entire voicemail. It was pretty toxic, not gonna lie. And uh, then he was, quote, swallowed up by the dark, which is when they cut back to the guy leading the therapy circle going, what? Were <laughs> <laughs> you being alliter- alliterative? What do you mean? And Jughead's like, let me explain. He says he woke up in a hospital room and he had lost days. I, keep going. I have more thoughts. But uh, I, I just want to say I love this this guy in the therapy circle because it feels like three times in the story he has to stop Jughead and go, what, the, what are you talking about? <laughs> How This guy has been talking for 50 minutes. I've understood like a third of what he's, he's saying. He's had to rewrite the story he's telling me three times. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, 
I, I can't even imagine like having to listen to the story without the flashbacks. <laughs> Just torture, <laughs> torturous, I'm sure. Jughead came home again from the hospital, kept drinking, got beaten up by rogue businessmen, uh, uh, went back to New York City, <laughs> and the hospital told him that he had rabies when he was brought in. Okay, this is his trauma? This is, his, this is apparently what's been fueling all of his pain for this season. I have so many questions. Like, does Jughead remember anything that happened to him in Riverdale? He knows he got, like, beaten to death by people, right? Yes. At, like, 16 years old, 17? He, he had to be put in a autopsy, like, d- drawer. That's right. So people would believe he was dead. Right. Because people were trying to murder him so that they could win right. a YA novel contract. <laughs> That I can't imagine paid very well. <laughs> like This is probably probably not fair to the author, really. I I just thought it was so weird that this was like I mean, don't get me wrong, this would be my trauma. This would be the worst thing that ever happened to me personally. I would never be able to like look at a mouse or, you know, I don't know what other things involve rats. Voles. Voles. I couldn't look at a vole again, you know, <laughs> as often as I look at them now. <laughs> I could not look at a vole again, but I, um, I know that was insane. He buried a body. He's only, he's also almost been murdered several times. He was in a gang. He led a gang. He was in, like, basically Like war. a gang war, yeah. Yeah, like a war. Um, what else happened? His dad he almost became aware he's a fictional character. Jeez, there's a lot of weird stuff. His, his dad went to prison for killing right. a student that he went to school But with. then there was that one time he got so drunk he lived in the sewers for three days. But it really, the trauma was the rats? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, that's horrible. But it's just, it's not very de- I thought he was going to, like, kill someone. Yeah. Which he kind of already did, too, so even that wouldn't be that bad. They set the bar very high. <laughs> I, anyway, okay, let's, let's, let's continue. When he asked Jess why he had rabies, she said he was ranting and raving to the doctors and then just repeated back to him what the doctors told her (laughs) that he said to them. So this is like fourth-hand information we're dealing (laughs) with at this point. But he says that he was with a rat king, and that's when they cut back to the group therapy guy going, what are you talking about? (laughs) I can't wait for them to, all the other people in the group, to like go to the diner after group and be like, did you hear that story? And then Jughead's working at the diner and he's serving them their food. <laughs> right, right. He is bringing them their food and they have to be quiet. Like, you're... <laughs> and then he yeah, goes he away. He walks away like, so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no one else in group spoke. <laughs> right. This took up the whole session. They did sit six feet apart from each other. For the record, uh, if any of the audience doesn't know what like a rat king really is, oh, yeah. it's when a group of rats get their tails tied together by accident. I don't think it's real, actually, but yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. Like, it's not, it was like an urban legend. Also, it just would mean the rats would but go like, in circles. Like, Can you imagine if, like, that was it? Jughead just hung out in the sewer <laughs> with, like, a bunch of rats tied together. And, like, it's going around in circles because they can't move forward. <laughs> just clapping his hands. Yeah. He loves it. But it's a delightful day. So, like, whenever Jughead takes drugs, drinks, shrooms, he's done for days. Yeah. He's out for, like, half a week. He can't handle this. Jughead, Jughead fell down a random sinkhole. Yeah. Looked around, saw he was in the sewers, and he was like, all right. 
I'll just chill here. Out here. Yeah, he's like, this is actually a lot like the place that I spent most of my time in high school, so I'm comfortable here. Right. Then some psycho played by Sam showed up in a strange armor, a crown, red goggles, very Mothman-ish. Who did it remind me? It's a character. It reminded me of a character that I can't place, like a TV character or something. The Red Eyes from Mystery Men. No. Uh, kind of, though. No, though. Anyway, yeah. He's, he's coming at Jughead like, show me your value as a human being, or I'll murder you. I agree. Show me, Jughead. And Jughead's like, I'm a writer. He should have murdered him right then and okay. there. Done. No, we don't need another one of you. <laughs> you? Mm-mm. No. Uh- <laughs> so Jughead, he, to survive, he tells a story to the Rat King, but because he can't think of a new story, he just read his book aloud to the Rat King. He's like, do you want to hear this story about my ex-girlfriend who didn't come to my book party? Yeah. The Rat King loved it. He <laughs> writes a blurb course. on the back jacket. <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Rat King. <laughs> Rat King. Comma, sewers. <laughs> he demands Jughead to stay as his storyteller. And Jughead's like, oh, great. This is so much less pressure than up there. <laughs> we have to pay bills and have due dates. Oh, man, Jughead. What he was really doing is so much grosser than this. <laughs> yeah, then a vision of Betty came to him and led him out. And that's when they cut back to the guy in the group therapy circle going, okay, so wait, what happened? <laughs> wait, your ex-girlfriend who didn't show up to your book party was there? Man, I would punch him. If I was, if he was taking up my like real time in group to talk about this, as opposed to, you know, where somebody could talk about how they like lost their family because It would have been addiction. amazing if after his story ended, they did just pan over to the next person. <laughs> and like, so my dad hit me. Right, right. <laughs> Let's, uh... Yeah, let's get back to real problems that people have in this <laughs> yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. The, the group, there we go, goes, all right, I can understand that. Let's go. <laughs> right. Jughead went back to the alley and down into the sewers again, where he found a copy of his book, where he wrote the Rat King story in the margins, because he made it up. As in truth, he fell into the sewers and then was like covered by rats for maybe a few hours. So disgusting. It's so gross. But it's also like, that's it? Like, I, that's he, it. Yeah, okay. He's cured. No more trauma. Right. Right. Like, he's, he, he even kind of laughs it off. He's like, ha <laughs> Turns out it was just rats. It's just, it's just rats. Mostly Jughead realized how alone he was on the night of one of his greatest triumphs. And I say that's because you let Brett die, your best friend. <laughs> he would have been by your side for all of this. Oh man, oh, he would have had. He would have been so proud, such a proud Brett that yeah, Brett would yeah. have been. Maybe he would have tried to stab you in the back at some point, but it was the Ides of March. <laughs> if it was not the Ides of March, he wouldn't do he it. He wouldn't have done it. That's true. It wouldn't have been the holiday. Yeah. So mostly, Jughead wants to get his drinking under control, and that's, that's smart. That's it. Yeah. That's that's the Jughead story. So I'm glad that Jughead decided to get his drinking under control because maybe in the future rats will again give him rabies. Yep. So he should not drink to avoid that fate. That's what I get. Well, it's just like, you know, once you get so drunk, you, you get covered, you in, get rats. covered in rats. Um, it doesn't get much worse than that. Although he does call rock bottom getting beaten up by businessmen in Sketch Alley in Riverdale. I mean, that makes more sense to me, but... I mean, the rat thing is just gross, but it's probably a once-in-a-lifetime trauma. 
Yeah. I yeah. hope. I hope he spends the rest of his life nervous that a sinkhole is going to open under him at any po- <laughs> at any moment, and he'll end up covered in rats. Right. Right. The worst thing that's ever happened to Jughead was that. It's also funny because then he chooses to spend a lot of his time in an underground bunker, where rats, I think, are inevitable. Right? Right. They gotta be. Yeah. Where do you want to go next? Mining or Betty? Mining. Archie goes to therapy with Dr. Shelley Winters. Great idea. Great. No Gina Torres. I know. I was like, oh. But I'll take it. Yeah. She's busy. Mm -hmm. He's been having vivid nightmares, and she recommends medication. Archie says, no. None of that. Uh. Okay. Well, what if I moved my hand back and forth while you talk? Is that okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be all right. Cool, cool. So uh, Archie explains that uh, Bingo's real name was Private Butler, but they they called him Bingo, probably as an insult. We bullied him <laughs> relentlessly. Yeah. And Archie well, blames himself for his death because Bingo was so stupid, Archie wasn't able aw. to train him. <laughs> no, no, poor Bingo. Yeah. Aw. And she goes, all right, that was, that was really hard for you to say. Yeah. All right, now do it again. Follow my finger back and forth. You know, hypnotism, apparently, I've, I read a couple of articles about it. Apparently, it does work, but I don't think it works like they do on TV shows. This, yeah, this feels uh, not real. Not real, yeah. yeah. The trauma boys meet around the dinner table. Is that what you're calling Eric? <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric, Frank, and Archie? Yeah, yeah. The war trauma boys? Yeah, kind of. Eric is dealing with this so well, though. It's, like, wild well, to me. Except for when Eric is like, I'm going to kill you. The rest of the time, Eric's just yeah. like, I'm just here. No, Eric's like, Hi, really, I'm Eric. He's really pleasant, unless he's not. Yeah, yeah, except for when he snaps and he wants to yeah, murder someone. That's why I think he is the trucker murderer. Sure. Like, I, he's a big suspect for me right now. Uh... This is when Cheryl knocks on the door. She's learned there's a palladium deposit under her maple groves. And uh, who told her that? I, who I don't told know. Her that? Why? She's like, everybody knew that. And I was like, no. Nobody, no, nobody knew. Nobody knew it. And also, I genuinely don't know why we're, why she is doing this. Why right. this Does is she something she wants to do or well, needs she, to do. She needs money, I think, because she is selling counterfeit shit to like make sure money, I, I can but... understand why she would want the palladium right i guess it's more the question of i don't know no uh, i know it's like it, this it's... this feels weird the setup feels contrived well it feels like hey i just heard about this thing that everybody else had heard of i'm like but we hadn't really discussed it except right. for in the higher episode nobody else was and, in and this this doesn't feel like where the next step should go unless Hiram is involved in some way Right. Why would we be doing this without Hiram? Yeah. In the plot. Though I'm fine with him not being here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why this one bothers me so much. It was a, yeah. It felt like a, it felt like we needed a little bit of a buildup or something and yeah. that we didn't get. She, uh, she asked if Archie uh, has enough, has uh, any room left for another job. <laughs> that uh, was a this good... time as a minor. Uh, and Frank thinks they could do it. And Archie loves jobs, so... <laughs> I hope Archie has, like, a nice little nest egg this is This is my new headcanon for Archie. He just loves jobs. He loves working. He loves trying things. Yeah. I love how... Uh, how... He's a real jack-of-all-trades, <laughs> master of none. 
Frank is like, yeah, I've worked in mines, obviously. Frank's like, Frank always is such a blank slate that anytime they need him to be experienced in anything, he can be like, oh yeah, I did this once. Yeah, cool, okay. Great. We have no reason to Great. not believe He's you. He's like, I was never a child though. I came into <laughs> existence fully formed as a 30 year old man with a beard. I have a question. Why didn't Frank and, and his brother talk and Fred? Well, Fred was always really uncomfortable with the fact that Frank uh, came into existence as a fully formed <laughs> human fully being. 30-year-old. Never had a childhood. He was just like, I'm your brother, like uh, like Dawn and Buffy. I don't believe this. <laughs> oh. So, okay, question about Dawn and Buffy, because I don't think I got to this episode. So Dawn, they just they just all assumed that Dawn was always there from the beginning, and then they find out later that that was not Dawn true. Dawn was inserted into their memories, so right. they have memories of her always existing. Right, okay. That's a great twist. I think that's such a clever way to do that. It's yeah. such like a fun playing with the tropes kind of a thing. And it like comes from a place of like, oh, we needed you to care about this, yeah. so we made it a person you loved. Right, exactly. I love that. I think that's great. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. But poor Dawn, that sucks. Oh, poor girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shitty rough, way to rough be. Rough times. I mean, she, you know, she survives. It works so. out, but yeah. But I don't know. You don't, that, you don't want that to be you. <laughs> You're going to be like, remember that family vacation we took? Oh, right. No, you um, never existed. Like, but she, she does. They all remember her being there at the family vacation. I know, but that's what sucks. It's like, oh, right. That was a nice trip. Oh, it didn't happen. But they don't have any memories of the one where she wasn't there. I know. It's just weird to think it's like you weren't actually there, though. You know, I I think at a certain point you're just like, yeah, you were there, and we're just we're just gonna accept it. Yeah, yeah. Your childhood, my I feel childhood. Like, I feel yeah. like otherwise you're telling your sister every day, oh, but you weren't real, <laughs> so you weren't there for that. What a nice way though, if you're mad at your sister, to like be like, it's like worse than yeah, you're. You're adopted. not even real. <laughs> you're not even real. You weren't a real. But did her mom care about her? Yeah. Her mom. All, okay. Because then her mom dies. And yes. that sucks. Yeah. yeah. It is sad when her mom dies. Because it's like, ugh, it's just sad. Anyway. All the boys in town show up to mine. Cheryl gives them a prayer before heading in. Kevin tells Fangs to keep an open mind. So that's our Kevin plot line for the week. That was it. Now you know where he's at. Yeah. Cut to Frank napping and the boys eating. But Kevin isn't there because he wasn't hungry. He just kept digging. Archie goes in for him and immediately loses his shit. Oh. He like has a full flashback, sparks going off like gunfire, Archie sees bingo, and then he finds Kevin and Kevin found palladium. So it was very easy to mine without any experience. No equipment? Yeah. Like they're just, they're, you know, they're not using like mining tools. They're just going in with pickaxes like it's the 1800s. Well, to be fair, I don't know how to mine. Sure. That's fair. Do you? Are you aware? I've seen October Sky like once or <laughs> right. twice. <laughs> right. So I feel like I get it. What? And uh, and the opening of Zoolander. Yes. Oh my god. I think I have the black one pop. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It did remind me a lot of Zoolander actually. John Voight is like the mean dad. Yeah, when Reggie is when Reggie is uh picking in the yeah. background of that one shot, it's very Zoolander. If they ever want to remake Zoolander, Charles Melton is an excellent choice. Charles Melton should definitely be doing a Zoolander type yeah. role. I think that's a great use of his talents. He would actually be really good in the, if Brady Stanellis ever adapts his book Glamorama, he'd be great for that. Anyway, it's about models. Again, you don't like him as a person, just his work. <laughs> just enough to tattoo it on my body at 19. Uh, so stupid. It's so dumb. Actually, uh, uh, Reggie and Archie as um, <laughs> Zoolander and Hansel 
would be, mm, yes, would be pretty be good. I would love that bit. Reboot that. At least do an SNL bit, yeah. <laughs> or just in the show. Yeah. This show's ridiculous enough to have a bit like that. To the Zoolander episode. Get us into like weird comedy dreams. Come on, do it. I dare you. Why isn't there a Zoolander musical? Holy I, shit. Right? Dude, it, you just cracked this thing wide open. There should be. I feel like that's that'd be so, so fun. That's so good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm excited for it. Could be a jukebox musical too. I'm too sexy. Oh no 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 no! I need original, original music. music. <laughs> and maybe that one song that's already in the music movie as a trigger. Yeah, so good. Fucking love that movie. Anyway, mining. Yeah. So after that whole debacle, Archie asks his doctor about medication. After all, she's like, "Oh yeah, I keep them right here in my desk. Have some." That's how it works. <laughs> Fangs talks about the Mothman, just to really plant that seed in Archie's head. Yeah. So when they're next in the mines, Archie hears someone call for him and calling him Sarge. So he, th- he thinks it's Eric. Oh. But it winds up being a Mothman. Yeah. So that's what they look like. In Archie's head. They're scary. Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like it's been different every time we've seen a Mothman. Yeah, because they're not real, right? Because they don't exist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we confirm that in this no, episode? No, no, we're just... But we, like, did we? No. Okay. Caitlin, Feels we like... confirmed nothing in this episode. <laughs> this is nothing a... was accomplished wheels... in this episode the wheels except spun. the answer of what Jughead's trauma was, and Rats. that's why it's the best one. Rats. Because this doesn't move the needle in any way, and neither does the Betty one. I do have questions though about the carbon monoxide, which I'm terrified of. Yeah. Archie Archie freaks out in front of Frank and then barges into Dr. Winters' office while she's in session with another guy and is like, what did you give me? Give me those pills, some hallucinogens. What do you work for? Some kind of government corporation? Does she say, oh, hi, no, he says Hiram Lodge. Hiram Lodge, she's like the rum maker. And I'm like, that's what you know him as? (laughs) The local mayor, uh, the guy who was in prison for fraud. uh. Right, right. It's a little weird for him to be like, it'd be like if you knew Ryan Reynolds is like the guy who makes gin. (laughs) You know, like, okay, he does that. What does this say about Dr. Winters? Like, listen, I drink every night to forget the stuff I talk to people right. with, uh, and his rum really does the job. Do you know that a guy came in here telling me that his trauma was that he was covered in rats? <laughs> Do you know how much of Hiram Lodge's rum I need to drink in order to get over that? She's like, I was really into this, like, maple rum for a while. And then discontinued. They discontinued it. Yeah. It was awful. I still think that it would taste well. Like mm. that it would taste good. Well, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that it would taste pretty good. Yeah. Her patient steps between them, and then Archie leaves. The patient I thought was going to be like a bigger deal because he had a full line. Yeah. Like he was like, I forgot what he said. He was like, back off. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I was yeah. like looking at him, and he like seemed like we were supposed to memorize his face for some reason. He's the murderer. Yeah, that's him. That's the truck. Actually, it. I mean, look, maybe. Well, apparently we have a family of trucker, truckers based on uh, nothing except a feeling Betty has. Yeah, it's a feeling. Yeah. It's probably true, though. Also, it's Eric. It's fucking Eric. It is Eric. It's either Eric. Honestly, it's either Eric or it's Fangs. And if it's Fangs, that would suck. Are you, you're going to be so pissed when it's some people you don't know. It's going to be a family of truckers. Wait, what if it's the people from Thanksgiving that one time? <laughs> Didn't you ruin Thanksgiving seven years ago? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Mothman. This, uh, this, this storyline is so frantic. It's just all over the place, bouncing from, ping-ponging from one location to the next, uh, moving so fast. Archie tells Eric to stay away from Dr. Winters. Eric's like, Eric no. thinks he's losing it. I'm like, Archie, do I have to remind you how many of your men died in the war? Oh. <laughs> 
A lot of men. Something I didn't know. Yeah. They're like, Archie's a war hero. And the real reveal is uh, Archie's like whole platoon unit died. Yeah, that's terrible. If, were, was everyone supposed to have like... You know, when they when 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 they set up everyone's mysterious pasts after the time jump, none of them seemed like they were hiding demons like this. Yeah, Archie, are you okay? Why weren't you in therapy earlier? Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Ugh. Poor little redheaded baby. Frank tells Archie to take the day off from mining. But just today, you have like yeah. seven jobs. You'll be, be fine tomorrow because you got to do firefighter stuff and taking care of all the pets of the gym that you run with yeah, the, wait, the army class students you have to take care of during the school day. Who's watching the dogs in the gym? Seriously, should we be worried about that? Sheriff Keller. Right. He's like all of them. He has like a little brush. He's like, good thing there's no crime anymore, right, I guess. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Archie hears strange noises from the mines and shouts. When he goes in, everyone is losing it now. He gets Reggie to take Kevin and Fangs out, and then he has to save Frank from Eric, who is in murder mode again, and he has to knock Eric out. And Frank says it's gas. Duh. And they tell Cheryl that it's carbon monoxide, which explains everything very convenient. And she asks, how do we fix it? And they're like, I guess we can pump in fresh air. She's like, good, get it done. Mine me more palladium. My and favorite. Archie's like, this is a favor I'm doing for you. My favorite thing where she was like, oh, like this deadly gas. What can we do? Okay, add. I feel like adding in oxygen does not seem like the way to safely what do about, this. like gas masks or something? I mean, they... Although that would be really uncomfortable, right? I guess, but also just like it seems just wildly dangerous. Right. You know? Cheryl, the there. solution is we don't do this anymore. Right, exactly. Exactly. Get your own goddamn palladium. Right, or we get some robots. Right, get a robot. <laughs> get a robot in there. Right. So Archie apologizes to Winters. He says he's seeing everyone he lost in the war. That's so sad. And she says she's scared to be alone with him. Which is fun when your therapist tells you that. Yeah, yeah, that would make me very, very sad. That would freak me out. Yeah. She's like, thank God there's this thing called Zoom. Which, Archie, I'd like us to do uh, uh, virtual meetings now. For actually, yeah, I feel like that would have probably solved the problem. Mm-hmm. Should have thought about that. I, yeah, I don't like that Cheryl already feels like an abusive boss towards them. Did you expect her to be like a good boss? Well, I expected to Archie to be aware that he doesn't have to do anything she says. Mm, Archie obliges. Why does it, <laughs> I'm back on my old, on my old soapbox. Why does anyone do what Cheryl says? I I do what Cheryl says. Is she paying Archie? Because she's pretty. But I think, no, I think that, um, I assume she is paying them. How much? I don't Do they need the money? I mean, I feel like Archie must need the money because cool. why else would he be doing any of this? That's my question. Why is he doing any of this? I feel like it's just... Well, he loves jobs. He, he loves, loves jobs. Yeah. He loves jobs. He's a fan. I don't really know why... Kevin is doing this, unless it's to be close to Fangs. <laughs> Reggie doesn't Why have a lot Moose going on. Why couldn't Moose be here? Oh, Moose. Yeah, he was very briefly in and out. Yeah, we I got guess, him for like two shots. I guess he's going to be Fangs' boyfriend, maybe? I don't know. Mm, maybe. He looks great. And now we have Betty. Oh my god, this is the best. Mm. I loved this so much. It unlocked such a fear in me. Oh, for me, it was a real, what was the point of this? I loved it. Because you know what the point of it was? For me, one, I learned more about the trash bag killer. I learned that torturing somebody by cutting off their feet and then their 
knee parts of calves, whatever those are. Um, and that, that's like my new fear. That is the worst thing that could happen to me. Write it down. Terrible. Yep. Yeah. Kind of wish we were dealing with that for the season and yeah. not uh, murder trackers. Wouldn't it be like really crazy if like Betty revealed that like she didn't have like a, she had a prosthetic leg and then he started. That would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We should have done that. Yeah. We should have done that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not we, like I didn't write the show, but like, you know, but, like, they should have done that. They should have done that. <laughs> yeah. Tabitha recaps last week's plot. Oh, remember when we caught that one trucker guy? Yeah. Yeah. Does Tabitha love Betty? She sure talked. This scene, she sure acted <laughs> like she loves Betty. Yeah, I'm really excited for this to happen. <clears throat> Betty doesn't want to get cut out of the investigation, so she's not going to go to the FBI. But she thinks she can get what she needs out of him, uh, so she's cutting Tabitha out of the investigation. Honestly, yeah, just keep protect Tabitha. I love Tabitha. They look like they should kiss. They should, but they don't. Why not? Again, what are we doing? Really sad. Betty interrogates the trucker at the school auto shop, and he says his name is Martin, which she says is a lie. He's like, yeah. I have no way of judging <laughs> if anything this man says is true or false for the rest of the episode, because he goes back and forth constantly. Yeah. I think he is uh, telling the truth about everything except for Polly. That's my... Or not the truth about everything except for Polly, but... He is. He has killed people, but he did not kill Polly. I think Polly is alive. That's my thought. Yeah, I guess he has to be an actual killer because he tried to kill Buddy, even if that... I feel like I don't know why he did that either. Because he loves to kill people. Right. He's a killer. Or does he? Because he feels like he's lying all the time. Well, I think that he's lying in a way to like manipulate her. Well, he fucking fails. Yeah, he all does. he does is he makes her angry enough to want to cut all of his limbs off. And then he's like, oh, I'm out. That bites his tongue <laughs> off. <laughs> Sorry, I wish that everybody... This is not a visual medium. <laughs> if you guys all could have seen John do that just now, you would have appreciated it. Yeah, let's let's take it one by one, though, because uh, okay. I was into this. this. I was like, Lily Reinhardt, you should be in another murder movie. Yeah. She says she's with the FBI, so he asks why he's not in jail. And where's his phone call and his rights? And she reminds him that he's not in America because America doesn't want Riverdale. Is Riverdale not a part of the United States? I thought it just wasn't an official town. This is not the Republic of Sarah, which is also on the CW. (laughs) Which is canceled. No, really? Yeah. I actually liked it. I watched the first episode. I thought it was good. I mean, did you like it? You didn't watch the show, though. I guess I enjoyed the pilot and then I kind of forgot it existed. And now it's canceled. And now it's canceled. I guess that's my fault. Personally, no. it's just my fault. Right? 100%. They were like, if they were in the meeting, they were like, if you had gotten one more person, to <laughs> look, watch we, past the we pilot, would have given it six seasons and a movie. Yeah. Had one more person tuned right, in, right? You would have had, you would have gotten uh, the, the crazy ass girlfriend deal, but you yeah, know, yeah, you were one short. I'm sorry. Yeah, bummer. But Riverdale, we also pretty much confirmed is a part of New York. Did you know that? So like two episodes ago. They sure. confirm that like upstate of New York City is where Riverdale is. I'm going to assume if you say I went upstate, you mean I went upstate within the state that I am in, yeah. right? Yeah. Riverdale's in New York. Okay. So Riverdale. I thought we knew that though. I thought we had we confirmed suspected that. Suspected it. Who cares we, though? I care. The two of us suspected it, but now we got confirmation. Which is to say, that's still in America. You can have an unincorporated town. 
It doesn't mean you secede the union or whatever. Betty's not exactly telling the truth at any point this episode either. Right. I do like the line, if you're thinking of yelling for help, it's a long weekend. Like they knew mm. that this episode was coming out right before Memorial Day. Oh, whoa. You mean Labor Day? Yes. Okay. I get them confused also, but I know every every summer holiday in America is interchangeable because they're all just barbecue excuses. Right, exactly. They're the same. And so when you yeah. celebrate them all the same way, you kind of forget. Yeah, you can't tell the difference. I feel that. He thinks she's a bitter woman and asks who hurt her. And the answer is the trash bag killer. Right. Not Jughead. She's not thinking about Jughead. She's been thinking about Jughead fucking once. His whole thing was about her. This guy's an incel. Yeah. He's just an incel. Well, he I, also might be a murderer. He is a murderer. So Like all incels. No, well, I feel like Listen to me, everyone. Diagram. Every single incel on the planet is <laughs> feels uh feels like I can't I'm not gonna defend incels. <laughs> so it feels wrong to be like, actually, John, not all of them. Not all incels. Not all incels. But but in this case, this one for sure, definitely, hundred percent. Though I don't think he killed or, Polly. Yeah, or maybe, maybe, maybe. Here's maybe. my theory. Okay. Martin over here finally worked up the nerve to kill someone for the first time. And it, went, and it was Betty. And it went poorly. And it went really poorly. And now he's like trying to seem like a big man while she's interrogating him. Well he uh, he did kill someone. Did he? Himself. Yikes. Sorry. <laughs> the idea that you can kill <laughs> you can kill yourself by choking on your own tongue. I How would he know that would work? <laughs> I know it's a it's a thing because I actually was watching a different show. What show was that? Where the same thing happened. Or it was like oh, no, I was reading a book and somebody said, If they catch me, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut through my tongue. I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna bite down on my tongue and then I'm gonna choke on it and I'm gonna bleed out. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was a thing we all knew how to do. We all have a cyanide capsule right there. Right, time. <laughs> right of course. Dark. Um, yeah, but it, we'll get there because that, that was unbelievably disturbing. Betty shows him pictures of the victims. You know, quick one, quick two, long hold on three, which is Polly. <laughs> this what one about this most, one? Do you know this one? <laughs> the most important one. Does he recognize her? No, but he knows uh, the the next one she shows him. He gives her a little kiss uh, and says, and gives her a location to dig in, where she finds dog bones, and then Aww. he apologizes to her. That's actually where he buried his Bingo. dog. <laughs> that's that's my dog Bingo. Why does everyone have a dog named Bingo in this universe? He's messing with her, but he also knows her name. He calls her Agent Cooper, which is my favorite part where he goes, everyone's been talking about the rogue FBI agent harassing drivers. <laughs> well, didn't we say that last episode where <laughs> right. all the truckers... There could, be, there could also be an element of his story where he's like, I, I want to kill someone. And the trucker's like, can you please kill the FBI agent <laughs> who keeps harassing us when we go through this one town? Look, I don't condone it, but if you're going to kill one person, <laughs> yeah. this one is probably the one. Don't worry. She she will get in your cap. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Betty. He accuses women of casting him aside when they get what they want. Yeah, he's an incel. He's an incel. He sucks. Which makes him a murderer. Right. He thinks killing girls is like hunting with his family. Uh, so this was the one thing that tipped her off. Maybe his family just hunts for quail. Quail, smile. Maybe he's only the weird one and not an entire family of murders. And if it was always going to be an entire family of murders, I would have liked to know who the family was before the mid-season finale. 
Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. Because then we could yeah. have tracked that. Right. Is, I. What is this? What is this trucker plot? <laughs> the tr- what is this? The trucker plot is going to be Eric. Why? Because how? What truck? When? Right. right. How? Right. For whom? You're asking a lot of questions. Huh? I don't have the answers to. What? Yeah. What is going on with this trucker plot? He has a family. Yeah. They either hunt people or quail. We don't know <laughs> Only what. two options. Only two options. We don't know what yet, but it's either of those. <sighs> I just don't even know if this guy's for real. Well... I okay, so I don't believe a thing he says. Wait, should we move? Forward? Is there yeah, more than he, he says, says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he doesn't see the girls as people; they're just prey to him. And then uh, Betty goes to see Alice. Alice is looking over dailies for the episode, <laughs> and Betty's like, "Hey, do, can can you be in a scene? Do you want to talk to him?" <laughs> yes, and I like, will. Yes, but I'm also going to direct the shit out of this scene. <laughs> I will say, I thought this whole episode was directed very well. Yeah. I thought it was very... She's, she's very good at directing. Yeah. Alice tries to humanize Polly for Martin, and he tells her he slit Polly's throat. Ugh. She squealed. And then she screams. Like and a then, pig. Ugh. Uh, yeah, and then Alice uh, yells and hits him. She is acting her face off. Actually, both of them are. I have to say, this Canadian man, whoever he is, did a really good job here. She did great. He did great. I thought it was great. He didn't really blow my mind. I thought he was really good. You know, I don't know who he is, but I'm proud of him. So. <laughs> unnerving for for sure. Yeah, very unnerving. And when it started, I was like, is this the same guy? I thought he was blonde last week. <laughs> right. Uh, they just pushed him out. That'd be hilarious if it was a <laughs> completely different actor. Or Betty is like getting the wrong guy somehow. She like thought she knocked out the trucker, but it was really some they guy trying to help. They take the bag off. Like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with it. I could be a murderer. You don't <laughs> yeah, know. you... You can interrogate me. <laughs> I would like to be involved. Alice suggests that Betty kill Martin. I know. she. The way they say it reminds me that this family really jumps to that solution whenever they can. You can always murder him. Yeah, she's like, why don't you just kill him? And Betty's not like, what the fuck are you talking about, Mom? Of course I'm not going to kill him. She's like, ugh, you know. It's nah, not a good plan this time around. This time I don't think that's great. Yeah. Other times maybe. We've done that before. I don't know about this one. Yeah. So instead, Betty threatens him because she wants him to suffer. She's going to carve pieces off of him like a turkey. Uh, did she say like a turkey? No, I did said you like make a it up? Yeah, like a uh, quail, actually, yeah. if you will. <laughs> She's like my family hunts quail. <laughs> I thought you said they hunted people. What? No, I. I hunt people. I hunted. I've hunted one person. <laughs> you were my first hunt. Uh, first, she would cut off his feet. And his lower legs. Cauterize the wounds. You got to cauterize the wounds. That's the important part. Then, then the the legs to the knee. Cauterize, uh, legs to the groin. Yeah. Cauterize the rest of it. Then the hands, and that's apparently when someone might die, but maybe not. Well, that would make sense if you cut off someone's. And as she's saying this, I'm immediately thinking, oh, this is this is what the trash bag killer does. And then he individually wraps each piece. And he individually wraps each piece. That's so wasteful. Yeah. Yeah. He's very wasteful. Yeah, he's wasteful. terrible for the environment. Yeah. Martin asks about Polly, specifically her tattoo and her other name, Patty. She has a tattoo. I missed that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then when, when, when Betty is like, yeah, that's her. You know her? He goes, nah. Don't <laughs> know her. I would be so mad. He's just fucking with her the whole time. I know. I loved it. I thought this was and great. And then kills himself. 
Well, he he got to give the dramatic, you know, read, you know, like ah, and then <laughs> like you gotta. I just thought this was such Betty, an intense scene. It's Betty grabs a chainsaw, but when she gets back, Martin is already dead. It freaked me out so much. I also watched it like late at night by myself, and I didn't really expect the cauterizing of the wounds, and I was like, "Eep!" But she didn't do any of that stuff. She just no, described it. But I actually think that's kind of worse because it makes you just imagine what that would be like. Yeah. And I just was like, I did not unlock fear. Never thought about that. But that slow process that's like inevitable, but like it's happening very slowly. Ugh. No, no, no. What are they going to do with this body? <laughs> like, yeah, they got nothing. Uh, Betty, Alice feels better. Betty has a new theory. It's a family of hunters. That's yeah, the it's an Eric. Just saying. If anybody were to look at Eric. How, how is it Eric? How is it it's Eric? Eric? But how is it Eric? Okay, so here's my thought. So it's not a family of hunters? Eric, it's just Eric. <laughs> so then what's Betty going to be wasting her time with now? It's either going to be a family we don't know, or it's going to be Eric. Maybe Eric has a twin. Maybe it's, I don't think it's Eric. Really? I think it's going to be someone Aww. you don't know. Uh, wait, okay. So should we go right into rumor mill? Sure. Do you I'm, think Polly... As you can tell, I'm very exasperated. You're very exasperated. Point. But I, I need questions answered. Do you think Polly is dead? I don't care. But do you think she is? I genuinely... If she is alive, she will vanish for another 30 episodes afterwards anyway. Tara Scofie is a very in-demand actress. So I don't, don't believe you. That. No, she actually is. She is in a lot of shit. She is. She's in a lot of stuff. She's very good. I don't like her performance in this show. I it's, never like her performance in this show. Do you think that it would have been better if she was like the goth chick that we got from the pilot? Then she'd have a personality, so mm -hmm. yes. I don't think this actress could have played that part. I think that she is not given the best poly material. Yeah, I think, she's, I, think, I think the material sucks, and I don't think the actress is approaching it in an interesting way anyway. Well, she's not here, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the worst part. She's not even approaching these episodes. She's just not in she, them. <laughs> she's not in them at all. I think Polly has to be alive, though. I think that if she's dead, we would have seen a body. We would have gotten some sort of conclusion. I Yeah, I... What does it mean for Betty if she's alive? What does it mean for Betty if she's dead? My thinking, and this is the theory that I'm going with, if it's not Eric, is that Polly is somehow involved in the in this, like faux murdery scam that this guy is an independent murderer who has not killed polly maybe he killed the other girls but my thinking is that polly is just out there somehow benefiting from her death maybe that she actually ran away to escape something like to escape the ghoulies or whatever but she did that in season one right yeah but she didn't fake her own death this is her faking her own death didn't they find her bones? No, they didn't find her bones. They found some blood. Oh, they found a grave, have, but not hers. Have you seen Gone Girl, John? Yes. Don't you think that Polly has that white woman energy? Oh, my God. <laughs> the, like, scamming. I genuinely don't know what's better for Betty. If she turns dead. out to be alive or if she turns out to be dead. I don't know where we're trying to take Betty. Is she trying to go into the heart of darkness this season? And, like, oh, how dark will she go to save her sister? Because it doesn't feel like we're doing that either because Betty's already crossed that line so many times. Yes. Well, I think it's sort of the same thing with Jughead where it's like, okay, his trauma is not 
particularly deep because we feel like we've already seen his trauma and it sort of didn't register on him earlier this series. So, like, why now? Like, why is it, like, that particular trauma that is affecting him? I think that's, like, the problem. That it's, like, we've already done so much after six seasons and we've taken the characters to such dramatic, intense places that it's sort of like, well, where are we going now? But I really said we have not Yeah, it feels like we don't have anywhere to go now. It feels like we keep running out for characters and I'd honestly prefer if they would just move on from the show and we can introduce a new character with problems we can solve. That would actually be cool, like if there's like a new generation. Like how, or just like how the OC would have new characters every season. Well, we get a lot of new characters, but I feel like we don't really replace... We don't lose any old characters either. So we just have more characters we don't have time for. Right. I think that's the thing. It's like... I do wonder, though, because next season, I think, is the last season in the actors' contracts. I am wondering if we might get some of that soon. I kind of want it to end. You think it's going to end? Well, no, no, no. What I'm telling you is I kind of want it to end. Wow, John. Hurtful. (laughs) This time that we spend together, it's very sad. You want it to end. Well, I'm in the mood right now. Next episode that that will hopefully be amazing (laughs) might turn me around, but... This feels like a show that should that should be maybe winding down right now. Well, I do wonder if with the renewal of season six, if it'll be the last, the last big plot because it seems like they're gearing up for something. Right, because this Palladium thing is now out in the open. We have to deal with Hiram. And yeah. Then feel, I mean, since they won't get rid of him, defeating him has to be the end of the show. Yeah. I have a question, Mothman. What about him? Are they, what's the, what's the deal with them? I don't care. That's not the answer, John. I don't know whose plot they even matter to anymore. Jughead? They were a metaphor for Jughead about being covered in rats one time. <laughs> Miners see them underground. What is, what are we, what are they, a carbon monoxide thing? Yes. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Are they real? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> We came to this town this season to fix it because it had been broken and taken over by Hiram. And they've accomplished nothing. They became teachers at the school. They gave the kids an education. <laughs> they, it's now a jewelry store that was not there before. John, I'm just saying, they've, they've benefited from Riverdale. They, bought, they got an animal shelter last week. If this is not a thriving town now, I don't know what is. It's a, it's a three quarters of a season slump. What are we doing here, man? Don't worry. We're having a great time. Listeners, John's having a little bit of a breakdown, but don't worry. He still loves you. We're having a good time. John is now crying in a corner. We're uh, going to send Dr. Winters in. <laughs> To deal with it. No medication. No no medication, just carbon monoxide poisoning. Very fun. Did I miss the Citizen of the Week part? We didn't do it. It's Frank. (laughs) He's great. I have no... It's a good Frank week. Yeah. Good Frank. And H like fine wine is Sam Pansky. Pansky? What's his name? Sam Pansky. Sam Pansky. Is that the I would say uh, Cheryl's paintings have aged like fine wine. Yeah. No. I need to know. Again, whoever is doing them, I really want to talk to them. I'm actually going to I'm going to try to do some research. Okay. I'm going to try to look this up. I bet that they're not allowed to claim the paintings. 
because I bet then they would be able to like sell them, you know, like that would be like then their work. Yeah. So I bet it's like not credited to anyone. Mm. That's my theory. What other segments do we do? What are you watching right now? What are you excited what about? What am I watching right now? Oh, I'm watching Only Murders in the Building. Oh, I saw the first episode. Did you of that. like it? I really liked it. I liked I'm it watch too. More. Me too. So the first, I think, three came out. Maybe more came out today. I don't remember. But yeah, I'm really loving it. Yeah. It's so good. It's like so fun. I wouldn't have assumed Selena Gomez would have chemistry with Steve Martin and Martin yeah, Short. It does feel weird. But like, no, I think she's great. I think everybody in the show is like, really just like acting very well and yeah it, it's funny because it's like it's i was i tweeted about this i was like it feels familiar but it feels like freshly familiar like we've seen shows like oh they have a true crime podcast oh like somebody got murdered but something about it is like oh it's like the broadway well, element and like all this stuff what i like more about this versus something like uh uh screen the tv series where oh, you've you seen know that? they make their journalists <laughs> into a podcaster is that that usually in tv shows their their podcasters are like we're very serious yeah and we're doing a podcast and these guys are like we're very enthusiastic and we're doing a podcast right, and that right. makes it more accessible to you if you get enthusiastic over those podcasts too versus someone who's like i'm a journalist you're on my podcast <laughs> right no it's true i uh i really just think it works it's like very smart and funny and it's like i like that old new yorky and i don't want to be controversial yeah no but it does feel like new york yeah it's like a little like woody allen steve martin's always been like a new york guy right yeah but like in a good like a, the good parts of the woody allen movies kind of in new york uh-huh i can't you know what i mean as a no. sorry this is gonna sound problem but like like that's the vibe it gives me like you're watching like an like an older movie like that that kind of romanticizes new york but not in the way like gossip it, does. yeah there's just something about filming on location in new york yeah that makes it feel like real well, you just can't, like, nothing can actually pretend to be new york city unfortunately yeah my favorite thing is when they meet uh, Steve. Those like fans meet Steve Martin on the street. Oh, and he starts telling about his dad's ALS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, do you want to take a picture?" He's like, "Yeah." And it's like they hand Steve oh, Martin the yeah. camera. <laughs> no, but like real, like on our show all the time, we get you know letters to the to the stars yeah. that are like, and my parents are going through something awful. And you're like, why did you? That's so sad. Need to throw that in there, though. It's just weird that they're, like... That's, like, a thing you tell someone you don't know? No. It's just weird that, like, NCIS is, like, who they reach out to. That's sad. Yeah. I do. I always feel bad for people who, like, clearly really connect with, like, people that they don't know. Because I wonder if you really, really, really connect so strongly with that person... Do you have connections in, like, your real life? I have a hard time connecting or understanding parasocial relationships. John, what are you watching? I guess <laughs> the answer is Shang-Chi, the new Marvel movie. Shang-Chi oh, the and Ten the Legend Rings? of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Cool. The first half is, like, really good. Like doing the these crazy half? action scenes like Jackie Chan stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of takes a detour into, like, a Chinese fantasy land that I personally felt like losing the thread that we were mm-hmm. on for a while. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But... It's like it's like in the third act, they reveal that there's a gate with demons behind it. Sure. And suddenly the entire movie is about keeping the gate from opening with the demons behind it. Whereas before, it was about the relationship between a father who runs a global terrorist organization oh. and his son who doesn't want to 
right. be a part of that and yeah. murder people for his dad. Yeah. And it just feels like... What happened? That was really interesting. Yeah. And, that was and the now trailer part we're protecting a demon gate. Can't they just like hold it? That we just learned existed. They can't just like hold it closed. I mean, <laughs> they, they kill the demon. Oh, I see. They end the martial arts movie with all the characters riding on dragons. Uh, and there's does, not really much martial arts anymore. Does Doctor Strange, like, is he involved? Are any of the Marvel people involved? Uh, yeah. Uh, Wong. Okay. Doctor Strange's friend is in it. Okay, I did not see Doctor Strange. So okay. I don't know why that was the He first was in one. Infinity War also. Wait, is it Jimmy Wong? No. Is it Jimmy... Is Jimmy, Jimmy Woo is Jimmy the Wu. FBI agent. Okay, like Wong him. is... Doctor Strange's yes. friend. I know who you're talking about now, actually. Yeah. Yes, I see him in my mind. He's in it, and then there's a post credit scene with some more people. Okay. But he is a part... It's all part of the MCU. Yes. I do like Marvel now, though. You know that. Hey, I, I know you do. Yeah. yeah. You'll probably enjoy this one if you check it out. I think I will. So, Homecoming, the new Spider-Man movie? No, Homecoming was two no, Spider-Mans ago. No Way Home. That's right. Okay. Is Peter Parker the original going to be in it? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. There's been rumors... I think so. Nothing confirmed. Okay. I think people's expectations are disastrously high for that movie. Yeah. But I think they would have shut down the rumors completely by now. Yeah, they want the rumors. So it might... It's The question isn't if it's going to happen, but like how long it might be if it happens. Or, you know, do they get Toby? Or do they have a stuntman in the Spider-Man suit from right. those movies? Hello! And, and, and is he in the movie? Or is he a cameo in the movie? Does he swing through one point and go, Hi, I'm Spider-Man, and then leave? Like He actually just carries around a picture of Tom and This is what my real face looks like. <laughs> it's definitely me under this mask. I just, I just feel like that movie made a... Like, they're, they're, they're making a danger. Like, they're calling a shot, and they're, they're, they're picking a tough fight. In that they want to emulate both Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Verse, like the right. two best ones. They're like, yes, we want this to be like those. Okay, but like, is it going to be as good don't. as those? Spider-Man 2 is my least favorite. Really? Yeah, by far. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why. That's with Doc Ock, right? Yeah. Yeah, my least favorite. He's the best. I actually really like Alfred Molina. I recently, and by recently, I mean more than a year ago, saw him at the Pasadena Playhouse in the uh, the play The Father, which became a movie with Anthony Hopkins, and I thought he was really great. Was he the father? Yeah. Oh, nice. He was. But did you see him do Filler on the Roof as Doc Ock? No. <laughs> what? Really? This is a, it's a deleted scene. This is Spider-Man 2. Where he's got like the arms out, he goes, "If I were a rich That's man," hilarious. and all the arms are going. That's CGI, though, right? No, they were practical. That's insane. As much as possible, they That's were absolutely insane. I will they had, like, definitely it. doing them. That's brilliant. So weird, though. He's great. He's really good. Yeah. So, John, what are you watching? <laughs> no, we just did. We that. just did it. What are we things. What do we do now? Uh, where can we find you? You can find me on. Twitter, I'm at Riley Tweets, R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. Please don't do the thing where you read an article that I wrote and then tell me that it's whom and not who, because someone did that today, and I was like, why are you doing that? That's not, it's <laughs> none of your business. You can also find our Instagram, we're at the Riverdale Register Podcast. Mm-hmm. Very easy to find. We've been getting a lot of love over there, so like, thank you guys for that. Like, super nice. Like, because I get a lot of things like it's who and not whom or whom and not who or whatever, who cares? I really appreciate compliments. <laughs> so what about you, John? 
Oh, me, I appreciate compliments too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, where they can find me? Yes. I guess you can find me at my blog, The Catcher in the Rye. Rye is spelled W R Y. I have no nothing to say about and that. And I got nothing really set up to write up there either. I don't really know. What you I could want to write talk about, about not criticizing people on Twitter. <laughs> that would be helpful. I could write about how it's whom and not who. Right, you could write the differences, make a long grammar article. Yeah. Um, you could also write about Spider-Man. Yeah, I guess that just feels like a negative thing for me right now. Spider-Man? My, my opinions are, are, are aren't, negative? aren't positive at the mm. moment. I'm sure there's something that you're happy about. <laughs> long silence. This has been fun. Next week we do <laughs> uh, Return of the Pussycats. Pussycats. Very exciting. Welcome back. It's going to be a very musical episode. I'm very. But not the musical episode, no. which is two after this musical episode. Do you know what the musical is? No. Interesting. Anyway, over and out, River Vixens.